Welcome, welcome world. My name is Ezekiel Kajerkai, and this is the Kajer Express, the comedy interview podcast for fun, easy listening. On the show today, my friend from the escape artist SoCal community, musical theater fanatic, and entertainer extraordinaire, Beth Dival. Beth, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a good Sunday. Excited to be recording another episode in the season, and I'm happy to have you on. Now, I know this is your first podcast you've ever been on, correct? Yeah, like first one ever. That's cool. I'm glad to be the first. Have you listened to any of the episodes on my podcast before? I haven't, and I've, I've been wanting to because I know Rick and Ryan have been on it. Shout out to them. And I'm like, oh, I want to hear what they say. I wanna yeah. Hear, I want to hear about what goes on here but I'm not like a huge podcast listener the only one I've really gotten into is my favorite murder so I'm like learning about podcasts and trying to find time to like fit it in but I definitely want to listen to a few episodes that you've been putting out awesome well I'm glad you're on here but let's tell the listeners a little bit about how we got to know each other we're connected through the escape room community but Mm -hmm. I just got to know you I would say this this year right yeah, pretty much. Because you guys came and played February, maybe? Yeah, I think it might have even been on New Year's or the day after New Year's. Days go together. <laughs> Just Definitely. the months are the same at this point. <laughs> Definitely. Now, with that being said, you've been in the escape room world for quite some time. How many escape rooms have you done to this point? I've done 188 escape rooms over the last three years. Okay. My very first escape room was like so much further ahead than any of the other escape rooms I've done like not in a way that was like quality wise but in a way where I kind of just did it randomly and then didn't start getting into escape rooms until maybe a couple years later when you started accumulating escape rooms as a hobby was there ever a moment where you said this might be a problem or are you just fully proud of all the escape rooms you've done I'm like very proud of it. It kind of depends on who I'm talking to because there are some of the the normals out there who are just like, I have done so many escape rooms. I've <laughs> done two. And I'm like, oh, I should probably not mention my number. Right. Um, when I talk to like enthusiasts or other people that are involved in the community or people who are trying to play as many escape rooms as possible because it's like a brand new hobby, it's they're feeling the high of the escape rooms and how much fun they are. And then those are the people where I'm like, okay, cool. I feel really proud to be talking to you guys and like talking about our opinions and getting to know about what you like and what I like and stuff. But I do get a little bit embarrassed talking about my number when I talk to some people who just don't understand escape rooms and are just like, oh, you just get locked in a room. And I'm like, no, it's an art. There's more to it. Yes, there's much more to it. And no shame here. I'm at in the 160s. You're a couple ahead of me. But You're quite the game master. I used to be a game master myself. When I came up and played, I had a great time at the escape game. You're very entertaining. You're very personable. Mm -hmm. Did my friend Ron and I do anything in the room that maybe questioned my experience with escape rooms or were we pretty spot on on our ability to do an escape room? Um, Well, you guys did two in one day. And I always tell people, like, I, because I've been doing this for three years, I always watch people and you always see that some people do really well in one escape room and just butcher it in a different room. And it's just like, sometimes there's more visual puzzles, sometimes more logic, sometimes there's math involved or they're just 
not good with numbers, not good with letters. And it totally depends on the room itself and how it clicks with their brain. And I think in the first room, you guys did totally fine. Like you guys were on it. And for two people, it's always difficult to do an escape room. And then I think in the second room, I think you guys got stuck on a couple things, but it's such a common thing to see that, especially in in groups that are like full of people who do a ton of escape rooms because they don't really want to ask for clues. And I'm like, I get it. I'm right there with you. I will not ask for a clue for so long because I'm like, I might be onto it, but I'm not. <laughs> um, I don't know. You guys were fine because you were very self-aware of like, maybe we should ask for a clue. No, we'll give it another minute. Yeah. Um, but there are some groups out there in comparison, like, brand new people who are like we're not gonna ask for any clues like I didn't see that in you guys like I knew you guys were very well seasoned escape room players because you guys first of all like communicated super well and you picked up on a lot of things but then just got stuck on a couple of little random things that like even I would get stuck on them or I've seen other enthusiasts get stuck on certain things in rooms where I'm just like it happens sometimes you just don't have coffee if I don't have coffee or if I'm like oh my god I might need to use the restroom I'm like not on my a game (laughs) You got other things on the mind. I'm smart. (laughs) I believe you. I've yet to do a room with you, but maybe one day I'll figure that out, how smart you are. As a game master, what's one of the weirdest things you've ever seen in a room? Oh, my God. Okay. (sighs) I think there's like so many weird things I've seen. I've seen anywhere from like couples getting in like intense arguments Mm -hmm. where I'm just like oh my god I should probably have like a therapist on speed dial to just be like hey um I got a couple that needs issues resolved but I think the weirdest thing I've ever seen is probably like people climbing into the ceiling which is so much it's like way more common (laughs) than you would think and I hate it like it was probably like my first year working in escape rooms and there's nothing in the ceiling and yeah like there's never anything in the ceiling unless it like comes down to you but even then why would you crawl into the ceiling like I there was nothing that prompted this person to do it and he just climbed into the ceiling and I eventually was like you gotta get out man and he's like no no no. there's a clue up here I'm like I promise you there's not and he goes I don't think you know what you're talking about I'm like this is the weirdest like you're telling me I don't know what I'm talking about at my escape room when you're the one who works there yeah I'm like I've been in the ceiling plenty of times it is not that interesting up there and it's just so that's probably one of the wildest things I have seen but I've seen just I've seen so many people just be really high and they're like in the room I'm like I don't care be high do whatever you want but I'm like you paid 30 to 35 dollars per person yeah to sit in the chairs and that's just the entire hour I'm like and I, I try guess. and push them along and they just don't get it I'm like this is weird too I feel you on that one I've, I've seen my fair share of those types of people as well but mm-hmm. interesting going into the ceiling I mean you get people who hear the rules and they think you're telling the rules exactly to break them and it's just not the case but you know, Beth, you're much you're much more than escape rooms. And I want the listeners to know that. So we're not going to make this an escape room podcast completely. You have mm-hmm. some other very unique talents, which I actually have some commonalities with you. When you were younger in high school, you did pole vaulting, correct? Oh, yeah, I did it for like a year. I'm not an active person. Mm-hmm. I literally was doing PE in summer school just so I can get the credits out of the way and I would have a free class to do like a different extracurricular for the whole year 
And I kind of just ended up graduating with extra credits because I ended up doing a sport anyways. Okay. But during that time when I was doing summer school, I like, it's super hot. So of course, like I'm wearing like gym shorts and like a t-shirt and the pole vault coach saw me and he's like, that girl has got legs for days put her on the team and I like I didn't even try out he just put me on the team and I'm like dude I I don't know how to do push-ups I'm like I don't know what you expect me to do here so I only did that for about a year but it was a really fun experience yeah um I will say I was not good (laughs) that's Um, okay wasn't good at all but I had a great time it was a it was a strange sophomore year Yeah, that's an incredible sport. I actually did pole vault for one year. It wasn't because someone saw my legs and said, wow, that guy has some legs for days. We can't have it all. It's okay. You had one up on me. But still, the fact that we both did that was pretty interesting. Yeah. And pole vault, I wasn't that good either. I did it for one year and then went back to basketball. Yeah, it's not like a common sport. Like not a lot of schools offer it. Yeah, dangerous sport too. It's so dangerous. I definitely, like spikes just having spikes on your shoes yeah. why I get it I understand but like I definitely stabbed myself a couple of times trying to get up and I just sat there and was like spikes on shoes spikes on shoes <laughs> pole vaulting pole vaulting check never again yeah I was like we're good here I'll pass <laughs> that's good I'm glad you survived without mm-hmm. any you know life-ending injuries another interesting fact about you is your first language was sign language yeah now, do you still sign today? In what capacity do you use it? Yeah, I still actively sign every day. Both of my parents are deaf. So that kind of was the biggest reason why I was like, oh, I should learn sign language first. Because of course, babies like make that choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I learned sign language first. And then it took me a really long time to learn English. Like it took me a minute to pick up on it. And I think it's because I was too shy to talk. Okay. So I signed most of the time. And then when I started preschool, I did like an extra year of preschool too, because they were afraid I was going to fall behind in school. Mm-hmm. So I just picked up English really quickly, but I was in speech classes for a long time because I have, it's not like a severe list, but it's, it's there when I'm tired, which okay. is funny. But to this day, I still sign a lot and I was supposed to actually go into sign language interpreting, mm. but I actually decided against it because when I was trying it out, I was like, you know what? I... I like being able to have a conversation where I'm involved in it Mm -hmm. rather than the middleman of interpreting. And I do want to be helpful in the deaf community, but I think there's a different way where I can do it rather than be just an interpreter in between two people. Okay. Yeah. So I just decided to go into entertainment, go into escape rooms and stuff. And I sign every day. So if we have a deaf group come in, I will interpret it or I'll go and see my parents and I'll sign every day. Yeah. But it's an amazing language. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Like I have a Starbucks shirt that has the sign language alphabet on it. And people are like, do you know sign language? And I feel like they're testing me. And I'm like, (laughs) yes. And they're like, well, how do you say coffee? And I'm like, really? (laughs) People can be annoying. Oh, yeah. It was super weird. And like being in Anaheim Hills, I'm like, why does everything feel like a test? (laughs) Why are you guys all testing me? Always being evaluated, Beth. Yeah. No, but sign language is an amazing language. I always, whenever people tell me like, that's so cool. I'm like, please learn it. It is such an amazing language to learn. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on your second language being English and your first language sign language. (laughs) All right, Beth, let's transition into some of the more game type elements of this show. 
first some quick questions, no consequence on answering these questions however you want, but I want to know a few things about you. If you were in the zombie apocalypse, what is your weapon you are choosing to roll with to defend yourself? Ooh, honestly, like anything along the lines of like a bat, a crowbar, just something <laughs> I can swing. Okay. Because like, I, w- I don't know. I feel like the easy answer is like a gun, but it's like, how long is that going to last you? <laughs> yeah. How many bullets do you have? Exactly. Right. I'm like, but me, I'll swing. I'm going to swing. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would probably do something along the lines of like a bat or a crowbar. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Next question. What food best describes your personality? This is a really intense question. I know I bring it. I bring it on the show. I know you haven't listened, but if oh. you did, you would have known these questions are coming for you. Yeah. The very first thing that immediately came to mind was probably pasta. Okay. And I just like not even a specific pasta, just like mm, noodles. And I feel like it's probably just like, I like noodles. I like pasta, but in general, like who doesn't like pasta? Yeah. I feel like everybody, I feel like everyone loves me because I'm amazing. No. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like everyone likes pasta. Nobody really has an issue with pasta. I feel like that's okay. very much me. And I do this thing where I kind of make myself fit in a lot of different environments where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm working at escape rooms. I need to adjust a little bit to be more yeah. entertaining and fun. Or I'm working in coffee and it's six in the morning. I got to chill a little bit. Yeah. Um, and pasta can be so like, you can have this, you can have that. And I feel like that's very me. Okay. Beth, you is just amazing. <laughs> you remind me of pasta because everybody likes you. Thank you so much. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final question. Do you have any hidden talents? <laughs> I can talk like it's nobody's business. I will never stop talking, <laughs> especially about escape rooms. Like people will be like, okay, we're going to leave now. I'm like, but wait. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a hidden talent, but also a downfall. I don't mind that tired. talent. Yeah, I will talk for hours. It's ridiculous. Um, I haven't like actively been playing recently, but I learned four instruments throughout my life. So I used okay. to know how to play the clarinet, the violin, um, the guitar, and then I actively now play the ukulele. That's cool. Um, I sing a little bit. Okay. But I will never be like, I'm a professional singer. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just, I never trained professionally. I did choir in high school, but I loved it. And I love singing, but it's very much to the extent of my car and my room. Yeah. Um, in the shower? Singing in the shower? Very occasionally, but my roommates might hear me. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I also did theater. I did musical theater in high school. Yeah. So I did a lot of that. And I guess just in general, like theater and performing were big things I did in my life that I would, I guess, consider like a hidden talent because I talked about it and the people I went to high school with totally know about it. But if I were to like talk to somebody new and they're like, what do you do in your free time? I'm like, I am a theater nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. However you want. Yeah. Well, and for the listeners there, we're actually going to play some games involving some musical theater, a little bit of that, some Disney movies. Uh, okay. So we'll get to see, we'll get to see how much of a nerd you are. I'm not going to put you on the spot and make you sing or anything like that. Good, so so don't worry. We'll, we'll leave that to the car. <laughs> Good. I was uh, not prepared. I didn't do my lessons. 
<laughs> no, for sure. All right, Beth. So before we head into those games, I do give my guests the opportunity to ask me any question they want or forever hold their peace. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah. I mean, I, because we just met recently, I like only knew of you through Facebook and through the ERA page. Yeah. Um, but like, how long have you been involved in yeah. the escape room industry? Probably since 2015, late 15, early 16 is when I first started at a escape room called House of Hints, which is actually mm-hmm. no longer in existence. It is yeah, now Subscape. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, oh, they got bought out. Yeah. So I started then, uh, started as a game master, ended up becoming an assistant manager and then became full-time manager at Locked Adventures in San Marcos, started building, doing a lot of the art, writing stories for games. But just like you, I did my first one and I loved it. It was like top notch. And then all of a sudden that number started growing. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, I'd probably be in the 200s by now. So I think at the very, no, not at the start of the pandemic, maybe towards the middle when like very suddenly all of the escape rooms like reopened at the same time. Yeah. And then very quickly shut down within a month or something. There was like a four week span where every week I like drove down to San Diego and did like six or seven escape rooms in a day. Yeah. And then I would drive back home and that's how my number grew so quickly. Like I was under a hundred and then after February, I shot up to like 160. That's dope. I mean, for me, it's, it's trying to find the right friends because I too would like to like chunk out a weekend and have four rooms, five rooms on one day, the next mm-hmm. day the same, but then having people that are also down for that type of environment is hard to find. I always played escape rooms with the same people all the time. And I was like too scared to play with other people. I'm like, because we have a secret language. Like we just look at each other and we know exactly what's going on. Yeah. But recently I started playing escape rooms with like new coworkers through okay. like Starbucks and stuff. And there are a bunch of little itty bitty babies that don't know what's going on they're like what does this made in china thing mean and i'm like stop <laughs> there's a barcode right here it's got to be a clue yeah they're <laughs> like it's here's the the like identification code for the desk i'm like bro put it down yeah. but i started playing with more people and i'm like okay this is this is cool and i feel like that also contributed to my growing number i'm just like yeah people want to do escape rooms and they come to me and they're like what do you recommend i'm like yeah what area (laughs) there's so many to recommend i need more information i'm like what do you want you want anaheim do you want orange county in general do you want san diego do you want la do you want inland empire and they're like how many escape rooms are there i'm like (laughs) you don't want to (laughs) know yeah well that's don't ask i'm glad you're expanding your your team for me i've expanded my team a little bit here and there but i am pretty particular uh you know you need a good team dynamic to make the escape room the best experience possible. Yeah. And oh my gosh. And for the listeners, if you are that guy who just doesn't know how to do locks, leave them alone. Don't do the locks. (laughs) I had, I literally kicked somebody out of our little like escape room friend group. Like we all kind of just sat there and shunned him because he said that he tried a code on a lock, but then I guess he didn't know how to use the lock. Yeah. And so we checked it again a few minutes later and we were like, we could have been doing this the whole time. <laughs> I was like, we've been twiddling our thumbs, not knowing what to do. 
and you had the wrong code. Yes. So like listeners, just don't touch locks. Don't touch locks if you yeah. know you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. And there's no shame in double checking your friends. Like don't feel like you're going to yes. offend them. Oh, always, no. always double check. <laughs> I always tell people my like, communication is key, but also like communication is key. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to them. Be like, hey, I tried this code on this lock. So that way you don't try the same code 5,000 times in a row. And I'm not here listening in, like, crying. Yes, yes. Good tips. Good tips for any beginner and veteran of the game. Oh, yeah. All right, Beth. So we're going to play a game called Speed Run and Back. I'm going to give you five categories. You have to answer the category correctly. And once we get to the end of those five categories, I'm actually gonna go reverse through those same categories and you have to give me a new answer. Your time will start as soon as I read the first category. Your first category is a character from the musical Hamilton. Oh, Alexander Hamilton. A Pixar character. Uh, Joy. One of the sounds from Cell Block Tango. Oh. Uh, Lipschitz. Nice. A well-known board game. Uh, Monopoly. A tangled character other than Rapunzel. Uh, Flynn Rider. Another tangled character other than those two. Pascal. A well-known board game. Um, Life. Another cell block tango sound. Oh my god. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not splat. No. Pop, pop is one nice. of them. <laughs> okay, a Pixar character. Um, anger. And another character from Hamilton. Uh, Eliza Hamilton. Boom, 51 seconds. Nice job. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there and was like, I'm trying to go through the song. I'm like, duh, 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 lip shits. And then I went, that's it. That's all. <laughs> Good all one. I know is lip shits. Lip Why? Shits. Lip shits counts as two. I'll <laughs> Nice. I never told you, but I was giving you a minute to do so. And you definitely got it in within a minute. So nice job. Look at me. I'm talented. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next game is called Finish the Lyrics. I have some popular Disney songs. I'm going to somewhat sing you the lyrics. And then when I stop, you have to finish the lyric. You don't have to sing it. You just got to tell me what the next lyric is. Okay. Okay. This one I'm not going to be good at. (laughs) we'll find out so sorry i had a time (laughs) that's okay all right the first one is from beauty and the beast have you seen the movie yes okay a long time ago (laughs) okay all right so it goes be our guest be our guest put our service to the test tie your napkin round your where are they tying the napkin beth (laughs) (laughs) Tie your napkin around your neck, near neck. Is around neck? your neck. Yes. Okay. I was like, "Does he? Did he really say that?" Yes, it is around your neck. Nice job. Yeah. Nice job. <laughs> you're doing like, you're doing not the chorus. <laughs> oh no, that's too easy. That's too easy. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Next one is from Tangled, our favorite movie. It's yes. called "Where Does My Life Begin." Okay. All right. 7 a.m. the usual morning lineup. Start on the chores and sweep till the floor is all clean. Perfect. Okay. Nice. <laughs> the only reason why I know that one, it was my audition song in high school. Oh, yeah. Like, this is your song. I'm like, this is my song. I like this one. 
this is why that see that moment in high school was all for this yeah it was like <laughs> I trained so hard for two days for this okay and the final song I'll let you choose do you want it to be from the Lion King or from Aladdin oh god I'm bad at both <laughs> I'll do I'll do Lion King okay and hope for the best this is from Lion King the song is called I just can't wait to be king all right, I'm gonna be a mighty king, so enemies beware. Well, I've never seen a king or beast with. Nope. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> do it. I'm sitting here. I'm like, nope, blank, it's fully blank. With quite so little hair. Okay. Yeah, I I watched Lion King when I was a kid, and when I was a kid. I wasn't listening. I was watching the pretty colors. Of course, of course. That's not that's not bad. You were two or three. Lion King, not your forte, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. Nice. All right, Beth. So to conclude the show, we're going to talk about musicals. I want to mm-hmm. know your top five Broadway musical shows. A little bit of information about them and why. Now, they don't have to be in order unless you have them in order, but okay. I'm going to hand it off to you. Let me know what musicals you like. Okay, cool. Um, automatically, I love Town. It's okay. like a new musical that came out a couple of years ago. They won um, Best New Musical, like the Tony for that category, I think in 2019. Um, but they're still currently on broadway like they haven't lost their venue yet and i just absolutely love that musical um even though blizzard is in it and she's an amazing broadway actress like super super young with like such a powerful energy like she comes in and controls the energy she's amazing um but hades town is basically the love story tragedy between orpheus and eurydice and persephone and hades yeah and talks about how they it, it like has like a jazzy modern twist on that music or on that story. Um, And I like it because it's just so different from a lot of other musicals. And I'm very into the new generation of musicals um, like Dear Evan Hansen, Hamilton, stuff like that. Like the basics of right now. I'm really into those. Yeah. Um, But I feel like Hades Town really sets itself apart from that entire category because it's so much like there's it's so jazzy. The style is so different. Their set design is so unique. And I'm like, amazing Hades town awesome Awesome. it's so good um I would say probably the next one would be the great comet of 1812 okay that one um it's by the same director who did Hades town uh I think her name's like Rachel Chavkin Mm -hmm. um super amazing musical Philippa Sue's in it from Hamilton um or she was on the like off off Broadway version but okay. it's a roundabout theater and it basically feels like you're in a dining room and there's a theater or there is a stage in the center of it the actors will like go into the audience and like oh. drink with you and they'll party with you they you're part of it and it's amazing to watch huh. but it's basically about a girl who a girl named Natasha who basically is in love with this guy who goes off to war and then she like tries to talk to his father and his sister and both of them hate her and she ends up spiraling out a bit out of control mm-hmm. and she ends up falling in love with another guy and then there's an entire like dramatic thing that happens that whole way 
and then other people's stories get intertwined with it and that musical also stylistically like the music is amazing it's very very operatic it's very unique uh, and it's super high energy okay and like some slow songs where you're just like I'm sad and I'm crying but like so <laughs> high energy and amazing at times where you feel like you're at like a weird party opera yeah show thing and it's so fun but I really like the mix of softness and hard that they go for okay I love Book of Mormon yeah it's like so messed up <laughs> it really is so screwed up I always like if I have a friend who wants to like watch a musical or something I'm like oh Book of Mormon because <laughs> I'm like I know your one. humor yeah I'm like you won't like any musical except Book of Mormon it is the most screwed up musical and it's amazing yeah. um that one if if the listeners don't know it's basically about the Book of Mormon but like a South Park version of it the creators of South Park created this musical and it basically is just a parody it makes fun of the Book of Mormon and it starts twisting words um, about the book and there are two guys that go off to Africa and talk about their experience as elders in Africa and stuff and so messed up the music is so funny like I think my favorite one in the musical is Spooky Mormon Hell Dream okay it's so that's just like the first act and there's just a bunch of demons running around and then they're holding donuts it's like the weirdest fever dream the entire <laughs> musical is just a fever dream if you just want a messed up musical to watch watch that musical yeah no I mean demons holding donuts what more could you ask for exactly I'm like I I would love to, to dream about that um <laughs> my next one is probably Miss Saigon okay I that one's a bit more old school yes um Leah Salonga, who was like the voice of Princess Jasmine. Hmm. She was the original Kim in Miss Saigon when it was on Broadway in the 80s, I want to say. And now, well, more recently when they revived it, Leah or Eva Nobuzada took the role of Kim when they revived it on Broadway, which was super nice. And I actually watched it on Broadway, cried, cried like a full on baby. Um, That's a musical to watch. If you're like, I haven't cried in a while. So then you sob, like you just full on sob. <laughs> get, it, get it all out. It's horrible. Like it's it's an amazing musical. It's gorgeous. I love the set design. It is a bit on the slower side, but if you like analyzing like sets, if you like analyzing people's movements, that's what I like doing during musicals. So I stay busy the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically about this woman who uh, she like lives in she lives in Vietnam and she her entire village is burned down she loses her entire family and so she gets taken in by a guy and basically she has to be like a hooker or a stripper or something and this is during the veteran veteran the Vietnam war and all, all of the I guess all the guys who are there for the war start going to these bars. They go to these strip clubs, stuff like that mm -hmm. during their off time. And a, one of those guys falls in love with um, Kim and they have like basically a one night stand, a very romantic one night stand, a very musical um, one night stand. Exactly. And she ends up being pregnant with his child. She doesn't know it until way later, but within a span of a few days he has to be rushed back to america because they're like the war's off we're all leaving mm -hmm. he technically married her was supposed to take her she was left behind because they 
they snatched him, brought him back to America. Heartbreaking. She finds out she's pregnant, has the baby. More drama unfolds because of something that her father had promised. Like she, he, her father had promised that she would marry somebody else who was basically the dictator. And it's just such a rough and raw romance love story. And it's so hard to watch because, like, if you've already seen it, you see everything happening and you're like, <sighs> and then the end again. happens and you just cry. Like, you just loudly, like, mouth cry. <laughs> you just <laughs> sob. Because I watched it twice and I'm just like, this is not okay. It's that's just the first act but the end the complete end will just put you on your ass in tears like yeah. you're gonna be blubbering like a baby in the audience and everyone's gonna be like who's whose child is that <laughs> like it's so bad beth are you okay i'm not okay that musical <laughs> has ruined me <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what my last like what my fifth favorite would be it's kind of stuck between heathers or dear evan hansen which are just two totally polar opposite musicals. Uh, like Dear Evan Hansen is like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna make sure everyone is okay and the mental health is all right. And Heather's is like, murder the teenagers. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe that's why I like my, Heather's. Uh, my favorite quote on the podcast ever. <laughs> murder the teenagers. <laughs> yes. And Dear Evan Hansen is like, but the mental health. Like. <laughs> No, I love Heather's though. I think that actually might be my fifth. Okay. Um, it's also just like such a screwed up musical. It's based on the um, Heather's movie from like the 80s with Winona Ryder. Okay. It's completely based off of that. It, they have the three Heathers um, who are just bitchy. Um, they have <laughs> Veronica. They had Veronica. They had JD. They had the entire story. And all of the songs are just so hard hitting and so poppy and a little bit angry and angsty and it's so nice it touches on all of these teen issues but it also touches on it includes murder it includes like three murders but every song is just very unique and I'm kind of sad because it didn't get any further than off Broadway yeah so it didn't it didn't get very far and didn't get a lot of recognition and it's just so amazing I'm also now realizing that I forgot one of my favorite musicals. So like number six is Amelie. That's just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You can have these honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah. Amelie is amazing. Philippa Sue was in that one. That one also didn't get very far. That was an off-Broadway musical that just did. Oh, it went on Broadway for a few months. Mm -hmm. But I watched it when it was off-Broadway. Gorgeous musical. It's about Amelie Poulon and she, Poulon or Poulard, she that musical is based off of the French movie, Amelie. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just about this strange girl who like doesn't talk too much. And she just, her whole intention is just, I want to make people happy. I want people to be okay. I want to help them. I want to bring people together. If they're in love, I want to bring them together. If this person's missing this item, I want to bring that item to them. And so you go through all of her little adventures of making people happy. And then, towards the middle of it they start sprinkling in a love interest for her okay and how she's scared she's like i'm not ready for that like i'm i'm here for other people like you are not here for me yeah um but you start seeing her run away from this guy but also pulling back and she wants to see him she wants to be with him and then by the end of it of course it's like happy ending yada 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 nice 
nice music um but that one's a gorgeous gorgeous musical and it's that one's also unique because it's just super lighthearted. like it's not heavy hitting like heathers or no no mouth crying yeah no mouth crying i definitely as soon as i saw philip on stage she like walked on stage and i just went so pretty (laughs) just fully cried i'm like 17 crying in a seat and everyone's like dude is this girl okay she's back she's still here i'm like she won't stop crying it doesn't matter book of mormon book of mormon girl cried girl probably cried (laughs) i'm just sitting there i'm like the music's so pretty (laughs) that's that's a great list i mean some of those uh, I haven't seen. Some of them I haven't heard of. I have mm. i wouldn't say I'm a full-on musical enthusiast, but I've seen my fair share. So mm. the ones you described that I haven't heard of, I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe finding a way to see them somehow because they mm. sounded, sounded pretty awesome. But I, I'm yeah. excited for a little, little different take on the show. I mean, we've never had anyone talk about musicals. So I appreciate you bringing that into the mix on the Cager yeah. Express. And Beth, that's the conclusion of our show. I want to say thank you for being here. I know this was your first podcast ever, but you did great. Yay. So I like passed, right? I yeah, like, you, you passed. Cool. I didn't tell you, but you're getting graded and you got an A. So thank I you mean, so much for being on the show. You had so many questions. I was like, there's got to be a grade by the end of this. <laughs> I was like, I know it's an interview, but like it's a test. Yes, it's a test. You've been evaluated and you've succeeded. You can live another day. Oh, thank God. <laughs> If you need me, I'll be yes. making coffee tomorrow morning. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Make coffee in the morning, escape rooms, locking people in escape rooms by night. And that's that. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Cager Express. If you like what you heard, please share this episode to your friends and tag us here at the Cager Express on both Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for more, have no fear. There are more episodes on the way, but make sure you've caught all the great guests from the seasons past. And don't forget to tune in to the audio sitcom Time Is All We Have, brought to you here exclusively on this podcast. But until next time, you know what time it is. Stay smart, stay safe, and have fun.